0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of the hugely popular Cummings, Pepperdine Crypto Questions. Now, anybody who knows me will say that whenever I talk about a market, I see, I say that there are only three things that matter. And those three things are liquidity, liquidity, liquidity. And it's with that in mind that I'm absolutely delighted today to have Joseph Edwards with me, who is the head of research at Enigma. Now, Enigma is a liquidity provider with offices around the world, and Joseph is talking to us from London. So, Joseph, hello, and thank you very much for joining us.
1: Uh, Pleasure to be with you.
0: So, Joseph, tell us a bit more about your work with Enigma and... Whether you agree with me that with a, the three things you need for a market are liquidity, 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 what's your view on that?
1: Certainly. So, um, Enigma. If for people who don't know, we are an LP sprung out of the McCall Group, which is a equities, effects, brokerage group established in 2010, I believe. Um, so we've been going for a while. We set up the Enigma desk in 2017 because we saw, obviously, McCaw only services institutional clients, and we saw quite a high demand for essentially crypto in a market that people that crypto from a source that people could trust right because essentially our well our, our birth our conception came from this concept of liquidity right because the problem that people had was they so you go back to pre it's about 2015 2016 right and there's a bit of a case of, well, why didn't people in the institutional world take crypto seriously at that time? And the answer comes down to liquidity because they were seeing these, they were seeing these prices, they were seeing these markets, but then they were seeing that these exchanges, they were actually, they, they were sort of tra-
0: quite, yeah, they, they weren't were, trading out very far at all, were they? No, exactly,
1: they were quoting a certain price, but you wanted to buy a million dollars worth of Bitcoin when even when the market for Bitcoin was, let's say, ten billion. Because I think that's, I think it got to ten billion at the 2015 run. Yeah. You couldn't buy a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. You you just couldn't because well you could, but if you are going to buy an exchange, you suffer massive slippage. Um you could potentially do it at OTC, but you were still probably going to suffer slippage.
0: And there'd be so- yeah, and then there'd be so many parties involved that the you know the, the costs would go up, and unless you were very careful, you'd potentially move the market against you.
1: Exactly, yeah. So this was kind of essentially what, what um Enigma as a whole sprang out of was this need for liquidity liquidity and it's one of these things where liquidity is so important in so many things because it's not just a case of okay well we need it to for <laughs> the basic operations and market that is the case but liquidity also brings you need liquidity to bring a certain degree of trust and a certain degree of uh, trust in what you're seeing and this has been I mean funnily enough if you look at the US example this has been one of the major things um, that has stopped um, the adoption that stopped sort of the creation of greater products um, for great products based on crypto in the US, not yeah. just in the sense of, oh, we can't create this product, because it's not liquid enough. Even in markets that are now liquid enough, because of the past liquidity, there's almost a degree of distrust. So the example that always comes up here is obviously in the in the EU, we do have um, crypto ETP exchange for the products, right? Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The U.S. doesn't have them. you U.S. obviously has the grayscale GPC's trust, which is this whole entire mess right now.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's that sort of inability to really sort of make up is it security or isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And there seems to be sort of a t- a tussle going on there between various different uh, s- s- state organisations and the market. And yeah,
1: yeah. But the the problem is, obviously, well, what you do actually have in the U.S. is you have these. You do have ETPs now for Bitcoin, but they're based on derivatives markets. Now, why are they based on derivatives markets? Because, because the S- SEC has said, well, we we're happy to approve the derivatives-based ETFs because they're based on CME market CME pricing. Yeah, uh, we're not happy to we won't we're not we're not agreeing anything spot-based because the spot-based ETPs are based on the spot markets and the spot markets are unregulated and for a long time were illiquid. So there was this, this, this perception that still endures because of the previous liquidity that, okay, well, these markets can be manipulated. Now that's, it's not been the case that wide market manipulation is possible in um, at least in Bitcoin for quite a few years because the markets have become too big, the markets have become too liquid to allow that. Yeah. But cert- it was certainly 2015, you certainly could say that was the case. But the legacy of that previous liquidity is that we can't get a spot ETF. Spot ETF through right now. And that's obviously, that's a big problem. But that kind of goes to show you, this is why markets need liquidity, because if you don't have liquidity, they can't be trusted. And that distrust can take a long time to essentially unravel, re- re-ravel, however you want to put it. Yep,
0: yeah. And I think as well, when there was lack of liquidity and there was, dist- there was lack of trust, I think there was also as, as, as well, as, I think it's fair to say that there was an element of lack of trust amongst the different parties who would be involved in a trade.
1: Yeah, so I mean that's and that's something that's obviously been a very long time to um, sort of unpick. You sort of you, you still really haven't unpicked it now with regards to how the market works operationally compared to how the clearinghouses work in a traditional very market sense. So,
0: very much so, and it's, you yeah. know we you know we just have to look at the the Sam Beckman Friedter is the mm. you know the most re, the most recent one that. Uh...
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean the the the, the SBF case is interesting because obviously, well, this is the thing because the funny thing about the case is. The whole case of ftx is the assumption on uh, among crypto markets and crypto insiders was that what was happening with them was essentially they were making their money through they take these tokens um these solana based tokens they pump them up and then they sell them at the top and get rid of them and they make they book the profits off of that now what was actually happening was these markets were so illiquid it was completely impossible to actually realize profit on, <laughs> on this, this scheme quote mm. unquote. Without, like, so you had instead this thing where they were loading up against the value of the assets over and over again, right? It's like liquidity not only makes markets work better, it makes markets more and more dishonest as a result. And it's one of those things where you, if you start lying, where does the lie stop? And so this is what you saw this thing sort of snowball out of control as a result of that. So this it's really really important for markets to have liquidity.
0: Yeah. So tell me about sort of well while, while we're on the issue of liquidity, sort of. Not working, and I think maybe maybe we can turn after that. We'll talk about some sort of some positivity and where we are by comparison (laughs) and where we're going to go because I, um, because I think this history of liquidity and onwards is is really important. But on on the sort of um on the sort of the people who've been you've been caught up. Not saying anybody is necessarily a bad actor. I'd say caught up. Silicon Valley Bank. Mm -hmm. So, what are your thoughts on
1: that? I mean, obviously, this is a bit of a classic case of the the problem essentially the the problems that have happened with silicon valley bank the problems that have happened with all the associated banks yeah essentially are a function of illiquidity in terms of um well they have they they sort of they've been very responsible in their dealings for the most part actually but because they're stuck with certain liquid assets on their books as soon as sort of pressure is applied it sort of sent a bunch of them sort of crashing down and this is why you're sort of seeing Obviously, the, the Fed the Fed response has been quite aggressively to provide liquidity in the terms of the new loan thing, the, the new loan scheme that's coming out today for sort of support these banks. And of course, yeah. the conception that people have of this is oh, well, it's a bailout. Because pe- people look at it and think, oh, you're giving this line of credits to the banks. No, you're not give, it's not the case that you're not bailing them out, you're just giving them credit because they have the they have the assets, they are. Silicon Valley Bank, unless there's been massive, the assets massive, fraud are there, that,
0: but they can't, yeah. they can't actually trade out of their exactly. positions.
1: Yeah, to so meet, the,
0: the, to meet their, you know, to, to meet their liabilities because yeah. of the liquidity yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. So it, as, giving... as I
1: understand it, in almost every case, almost every banking case, um, in terms of these banks which are now facing failure or closure, or whatever, almost all of them, as as we understand it, are overcapitalized quite quite heavily but yeah assets are liquid right now so they can't get out the positions
0: yeah yeah, exactly so so tell me more about what you're seeing in the crypto markets um at the moment because there's no doubt that you know we you know we were talking earlier about sort of the 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 early days of 2015 and it's a fairly different picture now i mean i'm not saying it's something like the fx market but it is it's developing and it's developing in the right way isn't it
1: yeah it's developing quite rapidly um it's one of those cases where I think for those, those who want it and those who need it, liquidity on at least the, the Bitcoin and Ethereum as major assets have been in a state now for maybe two, three, four, five years where okay, if you know where to look, you know who to deal with, you can like you, you can get liquidity, you can you're not too concerned about sort of, the state of these markets. The interesting breakthrough we're kind of beginning, beginning to see is that. We're seeing more serious liquidity provided on what you'd call these sort of, in crypto terms, large cap and mid cap assets, right? Because obviously there are dozens of assets with market caps, normally market caps over a billion. Mm. But the case was historically that, well, none of that could be realized because the market was so illiquid, you can maybe... I mean, I remember an example we were dealing with um, a few years ago um, when we were dealing with one large capacity. It was a top 10 asset. Um, so this would have been a market cap of in the billions. Mm. And we were being asked to sort of liquidate some for a client. And we, have, we basically looked for markets and we said, okay, well, they have maybe 50 billion, 100 million that they were looking to liquidate. And they were asking, okay, how quickly can you get rid of this? And we looked through it it's like, if we're lucky, we can get we can get rid of five million a day without affecting market price too badly. Realistically, it might be close to a million. And this was on a billion dollar gap, yeah. right? And let's so, face
0: it, it probably at the, the moment you've done a couple of clips of five, you'd have been ha- you'd have to have been reducing those clips anyway because people would have known the market exactly. would have seen what you were doing. And yeah, it's a very very difficult one. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But we we are seeing a case where it's still, I'd say it's it's still not where where you'd expect to see in even equities let alone forex but we are seeing improvements on those larger assets and that's going to be the important thing in the next year or two is that right now crypto is essentially when i when i so when i started doing um working with enigma in 2019
0: Hmm.
1: you would say crypto is an it's not an asset class it's an asset it's bitcoin it's nothing else because anything else
0: value put that kind of thing
1: yeah. yeah Now we're at the point where, where crypto is still not an asset class. It's probably two assets, right? So the, this is not downplaying any of the interesting stuff that's going on with these smaller assets, but as serious assets, the only ones you, I'd say that were that you can be 100% sure in terms of, like you, we can, you can have full confidence in terms of what they're going to do long-term in terms of being liquid enough to get in and out of them. is Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. And yeah. the transformation of crypto into an asset class, more similar to equities where you have, a genuine range of assets you have them you have something in diversification assets that's kind of ongoing um
0: and you've also risk- got and you've also got the derivative of you know on the asset as well haven't you exactly but, and i think it, it strikes me from looking at a few numbers that the the derivative markets are are also trading out further and therefore yeah. giving better pricing and more liquidity
1: yeah you, you're, you're seeing a maturation of that um and particularly again to give an example, when we started trading, well, when I joined in 2019, you had the CME futures. You could get Bitcoin, you could get reasonable pricing on Bitcoin um one month futures. That was it. Yeah. And you could yeah. go to the you could go to the other sources to sort of get longer dated, um like longer dated options, longer dated futures, all this sort of stuff, right? But you couldn't trust other sources, really. Exactly.
0: If you wanted to, say, yeah. Um, I, I, I remember a client who set up in 2018, and you know that was, you know, we were looking at we're looking at that exactly on the CME, and it was, it, you know, it took some clever trading. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, but it's, I mean, it, it obviously it's not a case where it's oh great, I've got the same sort of <laughs> the same sort of one year, five year, whatever that you'd have in other markets, but that situation has improved significantly, and. and it's one of those things where, as the industry ramps up in size, you sort of you're going to see these the access to the access to liquid markets ramp up exponentially, and therefore the amount of assets that can be considered serious assets ramp up exponentially. That's kind of the process that we're in now. So yeah. we'll see how quickly it's realised. But I mean, looking and at I these think, sort of
0: yeah, and I think for that to to happen as well, you were talking earlier about you know who who can you trust when you're putting on these yeah. trades. I think for the market to ramp up, we've got to have some clarity on regulation. Which I think we, you know, in the UK, I think we're sort of a bit better on that. But the, the US is a bigger market, and actually, that's that's where the ramping up is going to come from. Mm. And it's the clarity on regulation there, which is really going, which is really going to sort of boost everything along further. I think.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's it's one of those cases where well. It's very much in process, but yeah. well, well see it's how one it goes. to stay
0: with, isn't it? It's definitely one to stay with. I mean, it it it, mm. it when you think about it, if you you know, if you think about just take just take CME where where derivatives are trading out in 2018, 2019 to where they are now, that's quite you know that's speedy. And then when you talk about, as you're saying, you know, one of your large clients trying to get off a billion in mm. twenty nineteen. Again, that's a, you know. In these few years, we've really moved on quite a long, quite a long way. So, t- tell me, Jason, yep. what's your what's your? It, I think we're both agreeing that the future could be could be very bright. If you were if if you were going to be sort of putting on a long dated trade at the moment, and I'm, this is not yep. investment advice, obviously, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. I've got my thoughts on what I you know. If somebody gave you a million dollars where would you put it?
1: Um, so it's a bit of a case, well, you'd most, so you'd probably want to, you'd, you'd, want, you'd want to be looking to buy very soon if you're looking to buy, because obviously crypto, it's one of those things where it moves in cycles. Now, it will never not move in cycles. Maybe the cycles will get softer, um, but it will always move in cycles to an extent. And right now we are in a case where we are quite low in the, quite low in the overall cycle. So this is a reasonably good time to buy. Um, i like looking at a research perspective i tend to think there's we maybe we'll see low in the coming months at some point but this is relatively close to a bottom overall yeah so if you're if you're if you're putting it in it's one of those things where simpler is better because simpler allows you to have more liquid it lets you access more liquid markets right now right so realistically you'd probably say something like you would probably want to put something like like you the, the, the framework that I always tend to use and tend to advise on this is fifty fifty thirty twenty, right? Yeah. You want to have 50 in one, thirty and twenty in the other. Probably right now you put fifty percent into Ethereum just because it has the highest, like it has the highest potential. Obviously, this is where the innovation is happening. Bitcoin is great as a store of value, um, but Ethereum is where the actual scope for innovation, scope for new technology, scope for all this sort of stuff lies. Yeah. Probably put 50 percent into Bitcoin still and going beyond that then it's a bit of a case of well the 20 20% is the hard bit because you're talking about a liquid market so it's kind of one of those things where you well are,
0: yeah
1: I, you, 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 I
0: think i would do the reverse of you i'd put my 50 in bitcoin thinking we've got the fork we've got the halving next year yeah and then see what that happened, probably staying for another at least another four years until the, you know next halving and then i think i'd put 30 in ethereum because i still think there are there are potential for some of the new layer one protocols to actually outstrip Ethereum, so I'd be less. It's it, and yeah. i feel it's liquid enough for me to get out. And you're right, the twenty is yeah. the twenty is the twenty is tricky. I think I'd I think I'd probably go across. Yeah, I, I mean, ETPs and each you know the ETFs that are there with an idea of when more more ETFs yeah. are listed, then taking some of my twenty yeah. percent into that.
1: Yeah. The the one thing I generally say is. From, from our perspective, at least, we're looking. I'd say we're looking more towards layer twos and layer ones in terms of the, where the opportunities are going to lie, like um, in assets like, um, for example, Polygon, exact access like Optimism, which, yes. which Optimism is quite hard to get. hard to get market access to right now, but those are ones which are more interesting. But again, that kind of reflects a more positive view on Ethereum as a whole, right? It's just one of those cases where yeah. the, the layer one trades. My, my kind of thinking on this is there will be a new insurgent sort of layer one coming in for next cycle. I don't think it's launched yet. I don't think as a token yet. I don't know which one it would be as a result. Right. So yeah, it's one of Maybe maybe, maybe keep maybe you keep the dry powder, who knows? But yeah, yeah. I, I think if you're if you're saying well we've got better money in now, layer twos rather than layer ones because of, all the stuff that's being done in terms of zero knowledge, um sort of roll-ups for this sort of innovation, it's happening on layer twos. And that's but yeah, it also that again it reflects. A stronger bet on Ethereum as a whole, so maybe, maybe, yes. maybe, maybe fifty Bitcoin, thirty Ethereum, twenty on what is basically an Ethereum proxy, anyway. If you think about it that way, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, also the other thing, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum are very, very different, aren't they? They just happen to have the word crypto related to them. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, look, Joseph, um it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Perhaps, perhaps sometime, sort of, you know, maybe the end of the year or in a year's time, we can come back and we can talk about, you know, the development we've seen um, in liquidity. You know, the development we may have seen in uh, get, getting regulation sort of a bit more in order for the sort of trusted people to trade with, mm. and we can reflect on we can reflect on the last year yeah. and see how our our sort of fantasy trades would have gone. I'm I'm reck- I'm, reck- I'm reckoning that you know this time next year we'll be cl- uh, closer closer to the bi- Bitcoin halving, so that bit will probably have done gone well. Yeah, yeah. It will be, be interesting <laughs> to hear about the layer ones, and layer twos as well. And I think we'll see more t- mm. more ETS too. So. <laughs> Joseph, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. So, um, if I could just ask you to just give everybody your email address maybe in the enigma website address so if anybody wants to get in touch they can do what what's that
1: so um my email is j edwards at enigma-securities.io perfect and the, the website is enigma-securities.io
0: perfect and uh ours of course is cummingspepperdean.com and joseph i think it's fair to say that yeah you know, any questions you and i would both be very interested to chat to people Absolutely, and develop thinking more. Thank you to everybody for listening, and thank you again to Joseph Edwards, head of research at Enigma Securities. And do get in touch with any of your ideas and thoughts. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for having me. Bye bye.